Welcome to Live Long and Dead. I'm your host, Cosmo. It is March 3rd, 2021. And today, I'm going to talk about my dad. Uh, It's been two years to today since my dad passed away. And I'm feeling okay. Um, You know, I rationalize it in my head that I'm glad he didn't have to live through COVID. His last couple of years were rough. Um, he, he had had two knee replacements, I think, and a few falls and had wound up in, uh, rehab facilities, which were awful, uh, a couple of times. Um, it was really tough for him to get around and it's, it's strange how with the passage of time, things have kind of all blurred together. So like, I can't tell you when he had to start using a walker. Dad was only 75, I think. Um, but his body had taken a beating over the years. Uh, I think he had a football injury from high school or college back then, you know, they, told you water was bad and that uh, put your head right in the guy when you blocked him and so he got a neck injury from that and he had a a neck spinal surgery when I was little or maybe even before I was born and then he had three or four spinal surgeries starting in like 2002 or three um and one of those gave him a permanent little waddle. Uh, it was tough for him to uh, move, and he, he kind of waddled funny. Um, and he struggled with weight like I do. Um, but he quit smoking in the 90s and uh, lost a good amount of the weight and was actually jogging a couple of miles a day. Uh, that was in the late 90s, early 2000s maybe. And, uh, but then the knees just started going and lower body strength started going. And then it's a vicious cycle, you know, the, uh, the more time you spend in bed, the weaker you get. And towards the end, he needed a walker to get around and, you know, just transferring from the walker into the car or, you know, going up a small step. He had a few falls and... Uh, his two years ago in January, he had a, a really bad fall. He was going out to his car and his knee just gave out and he fell and broke his shoulder at the ball joint. The ball joint broke off from the rest of the arm. Uh, super painful. And, uh, I I went down to the hospital. It was at St. Joseph's in Burbank. And uh, he was in a lot of pain. And they needed to do surgery for it. And the anesthesia they gave him, that messed him up. And he never really recovered from it. Uh, he w- it, it, Heidi and I were talking about it before... Uh, at the beginning of this year, and it's hard to remember the way things went. Um, but I was doing Facebook updates on Dad's 
profile and mine, I would tag myself in it so my friends and dad's friends would know what was going on. And so in my, the main reason I enjoy Facebook anymore is looking at the memories and seeing the photos and posts from the last 16 years. And um, so I've been reading through those updates and stuff. And my memory was that dad was never really coherent after the surgery, but he was. Uh, he even posted on Facebook a, a reply to one of my friends who sent him well wishes. Um, but then I think they over-medicated him or he had a bad react reaction to the pain meds. And then the posts started talking about how he was in lots of pain and sleeping a lot. And if he wasn't sleeping, he was moaning and kind of incoherent. And the hospital could not wait to kick him out of there and discharge him. And they uh, sent him to a really crappy rehab facility. And then I think Dad got a UTI, which Heidi says, well, that means they weren't taking care of him well enough. And his uh, sodium levels spiked, so they sent him back to the hospital. And then again, the hospital stabilized him just a little bit, and they're like, all right, get him out of here. And then the rehab facility said, no, we're not going to take him back because we don't think he can recover. So Dad ended up coming home, and in a brief moment of clarity, you know, he, he told my mom he wanted to go home, and... Uh, sent him home for hospice. Uh, we knew, you know, wasn't gonna get better. And while this crap is going on, this is uh, January, February of 2019, I was having foot surgery on January 31st. And I had hammer toes. So like my toes were scrunched up and I had gotten healthy and lost some weight and was actually jogging and stuff. And I thought it would be a good time to get those toes repaired so I would stop, you know, getting weird calluses and having the rubbing and discomfort. So the way they fix that, four toes, they break and then cut out some bone and then put pins in them. Yeah, super painful. And uh, so I had that done on the 31st. So for the initial time when dad's in the hospital and after the surgery, I'm stuck in bed. I can't get up uh, more than, you know, <laughs> Heidi was working and my mom is now busy with dad. So it's just me and James. And I had a couple of friends who, uh, my good friend Michelle spent the first couple of days with uh, James. But for the most part, I was on my own and, uh, that really sucked. Um, it was a six week recovery for my foot. And, uh, <laughs> when they take the boot off and you still got the pin sticking out of your toes and it just, ugh, super gruesome and not really worth it. My toes still ache and it's been two freaking years. Um, so dad gets sent home. And mom has to pay for a nurse who's only there for like daytime hours. And it was super scary. And like, there were several posts on Facebook going, oh, the nurse says dad's not going to make it through the night. And he ended up making it until March 3rd. Um, 
In fact, it was seven days before that that it was like, oh, he could go at any minute now. So um, he was a tough old guy. And, you know, we just kept telling him, you don't have to stick around for us. We will be okay. We love you. You don't need to be in pain. Um, at one point, like 10 days before he went, Heidi asked him, Arnie, do you want to... Do you, do you want to beat this? Do you want to keep fighting? And he said no. So um, I spent a lot of the days over uh, and nights over at my mom's house with her because I didn't want her to be alone. And we were really lucky that uh, dad's friends stepped up huge and mom was never alone. And especially that last week, there were just people there all the time. Uh, musician friends of my dad's and so in that regard uh it was as nice as such a thing can be and uh my three best friends the daves uh my groomsmen were dave 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 and john um and the three daves all stopped by and spent a good chunk of time to keep me company and say their respects to dad and that meant a lot um, so the, that was good. Um, but still tough that, you know, having to hobble around on my really jacked up foot and, uh, still trying to be over there. And I made a playlist on our Amazon device of some of his favorite music, Beatles, Tom Petty, um, Beach Boys. And I just put it on in there and sit with him and, uh, you know, the, the waiting, you know, towards the end, we're like, go, man, you don't need to be in pain. This is miserable for you. Just let go. And, uh, like on the Facebook memory today, so that, uh, or two days ago, um, it was his, that his oxygen was at 50%. And I'm, with James's asthma, we're familiar with the O2 numbers and like anything in the low nineties is something to be worried about. And Heidi's dad has COPD. And so we check his oxygen and his is in the upper eighties sometimes. So dad's at 50 and he still hung in there for a couple more days. Uh, and he passed at, it's probably 8am on, uh, the third and mom and I were both in the room with him. And, you know, uh, it, it, when I gotta go, I hope there's lots of my friends in the house. And, uh, but I mean, if he had been going through that stuff during the time of COVID, we wouldn't have been able to be with him. He would have been in one of those rehab facilities and we would have freaking had to Zoom meeting him when he passed. So, you know, I'm I'm glad he passed in 2019 instead of 2020. Um, it, it still bums me out two, uh, two years later that, I mean, he never knew about the twins. Never got to meet him. Didn't even know. Heidi got pregnant in September of 2020. Uh, or, yeah? No. 
no, September of 2019. That math did not add up. So he never got to see that. And uh, one of his big goals, he said it several times, he wanted to make it long enough so that James would remember him. And uh, James does, but I mean, James was about to turn four when Grandpa died. And um, I don't have much memories from that young. And my grandpa passed when I was, it was either 87 or 89. I want to say 87, uh, which would have made me four. And I just have a, a few flashes of my grandpa, the judge. And, but I saw him less frequently than James saw my dad. So I hope he'll remember Pop Pop is what he called him. And it's still, I wish I would have spent more time with him. Like, I got so busy with James and working for Eastsight and uh, coaching football when I was still coaching football that, uh, you know, I, I didn't make time to go over there and hang out with him. And that's something I still regret. And I, I keep telling Heidi that we need to make time for the three remaining parents. And I've done it once with my mom before the pandemic. I, I took her out to dinner and it was just her and me. I mean, I see her six or seven days a week, but that's because she's coming over to help with James. And I'm like, you know, once a month, let's just do something with a parent and spend time with them so that, uh, neither of us are filled with the same feeling that, man, I wish we would have spent more time. And so that's been, every once in a while that gnaws at me a bit. Um, so that that's the story of his passing. Um, my dad, he was an actor and musician and substitute teacher. Uh, he actually musician for the first chunk of my life. And then in the mid nineties, he got a teaching credential and was a very successful, uh, substitute teacher for elementary school. And his thing was he would make butter with the kids from scratch. He would show them how to make butter and the kids would get a, uh, try it on some crackers. And, uh, so that made him memorable. And dad's music career was, uh, he was a bass player, and uh, the most famous thing he was a part of was John Stewart. He was a folk uh, artist, and you know the song, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. Uh, the band that made that famous was Three Dog Night, but my dad was on the original recording of the guy who wrote that song. So that's cool. And uh, John Stewart had a significant following for, uh, you know, that kind of music. And uh, Dad was well-known in the, those circles. And um, then uh, Dad had a gig, steady gig at the Palomino, which was a famous, famous country place in North Hollywood. Johnny Cash played there, Willie Nelson 
and he was the house band. And uh, so he did that until the place closed in 94, I think. And uh, acting, uh, all small, you know, super small parts. Uh, acting is a crazy business. Um, I think his most financially successful thing was he was in a Kit Kat commercial. And it was just a 30-second Kit Kat commercial where, you know the Kit Kat song. I'm not going to try and sing it for you. But uh, the commercial was that song played by various musical genres. So there was a rapper doing five seconds of Give Me a Break and then a rock band doing five seconds of Give Me a Break. And so playing the song as it transitioned through different styles. And Dad was in the bluegrass one. And I, I don't know how much money he made. But that got a lot of national airtime. And uh, he made some good money doing that one. Um, <laughs> he was in a scene in Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter. And that one never aired too much uh, because it obviously wasn't the final chapter Jason comes back um, but dad was a, just a paramedic talking about how eh, this guy died uh, he was a drunk guy on an episode of ER um, uh, one of my favorites is a beer commercial there was a northwestern uh, territory beer called Henry Weinhardt and uh, dad was in a pretty funny commercial for that um so you know not, nothing impressive but uh it paid the bills and uh he was born in shit, 43 or 45 i don't remember 43 or 45 um born in los angeles his dad, my grandfather, was born in Los Angeles, so I'm a third-generation Angelino. James is a fourth-generation Angelino. That's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, my dad was the kind of dad that I aspire to be. I mean, I don't think he ever yelled at me. Um, and I wasn't necessarily an easy kid. Uh, I wasn't tough, but I, I wasn't easy. I was an only child. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't have any memory of him ever yelling at me. And, you know, with the with the stress of all this crap that's gone over the last two years, dad passing, my foot surgery, Heidi's really rough pregnancy and bed rest, and then twins with a postpartum mom, it's been stressful for me for the last two years, to say the least. And... Uh, you know, my fuse is shorter than I would like it to be. And when I get frustrated, I, I will raise my voice at James. And I, I don't like that. And I want to aspire to be like my dad and just have the patience for James when he has a meltdown over something stupid. Um, dad coached a couple of my baseball teams in elementary school and middle school. Uh, he was very selfless. Me being legally blind, I can't drive. And Dad was, to the very end, always willing to schlep me wherever I needed to go, driving me to the Hollywood Bowl and dropping me off for work, uh, picking me up from Notre Dame when I was done coaching, driving me to Coda at my crappy bar when I was working security at 9 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night. 
Um, when I worked at Campbell Hall, the super hoity-toity rich school coaching football that was a little bit further away and the parking lot was a pain in the butt and dad would drop me off there and be waiting for me to pick me up and uh, that was a fun little tradition he uh, would bring Coco our little shih tzu and uh, so when I'd be done with football there would be dad and Coco sticking her head out the window excited to see me and uh, uh, even the last couple of years back at Laurel Hall dad would come get me drop me off and uh, be there to pick me up and uh, that was a lot of driving all over the place uh, for his son. And uh, I mean, my college time, a Northridge, is a good couple of miles away, and you know, in Los Angeles, a uh, four-mile drive will take uh, twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes. And he uh, and mom drove me out there three times a week um, when I would have Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule and uh, pick me up afterwards. And uh, so just a really, really selfless dad. And um, another thing I remember was he, he read to me and uh, read to me every night before bed when I was little. And uh, I remember... He took me to see The Princess Bride. And at that point, I'd, he'd only been reading golden books and kids' books. And so after The Princess Bride, he's like, hey, uh, that was a, a grown-up movie. There's a book of it. Do you want to read the grown-up book of it? And I said, sure. And I I dug it, and I was a good boy for it. And so he's like, oh, well, if you can handle that, then you can handle... Uh, uh, Treasure Island. And so he starts reading me some of the classics, Treasure Island, um, Swiss Family Robinson. And, uh, and then he starts reading me some of the Black Stallion books. And, um, I remember he was reading me Hardy Boys for a while. And The Great Brain was another book series. Uh, so I, I really liked that time. And I'm, trying to do it with James <coughs> um, reading him the Black Stallion uh, the, the Black Stallion Returns I've read him Charlotte's Web and the Black Stallion the first book and uh, uh, we don't do it every night but uh, try and do it a, once a week at least and would like to do it more um, so that, that's another fond memory of dad um He loved Notre Dame. I went to Notre Dame High School and played football, and he was always there. He uh, kept organizing the Reuter bus where the parents get on the bus to go to away games until, I think, like 2017, until it was too hard for him to, like, sit there and collect the tickets and stuff. So he was still loyal to Notre Dame, even though I was done coaching there and done playing. And... Um, He used to, you know, participate in the video games way back in the day, the Sega Genesis. I had a helicopter game called Desert Strike, and he got so into it, he would map out 
on a piece of paper the whole map where like the fuel drums were and the ammo crates that was funny um he was always willing to assemble a lego for me when i was little and uh, uh i i didn't realize that iPhones don't delete uh voicemails after a while and so one day my voicemail was full Mom says, hey, I tried leaving a voicemail, it was full. And there were voicemails from 2017 on my phone. Uh, so I went back through and deleted a bunch of them, but uh, there are some from Dad that I've, I've left. And uh, his last message was like in early January 2019, and him calling from his cell phone just saying, hey, I'm... Uh, out doing errands and wanted to stop by and feed James lunch and uh, guess I missed you so I gotta keep going because I got stuff to do uh, just a <laughs> little bit of a melancholy uh, message to have my last message from him that I didn't pick up the phone and he just wanted to feed his grandson lunch um hmm and it was tough there towards the end. Like, you know, he wanted to pee with James and all he could do was lie in bed and he'd pull up his iPad. And uh, I remember James liked watching snow plow trains. I guess there were YouTube videos of trains plowing through snow. And uh, that was one of his favorite things to do with Pop Pop. And uh, let's see. Dad definitely instilled in me the the good taste in music. Uh, I like the Beatles because of him and Beach Boys, and um, so I'm thankful to him for that. And uh, yeah, Prentice Arnold Moore, but he went by Arnie, uh, and so Prentice Elder Moore was my grandfather. And then Dad was Prentice Arnold Moore. And I'm Cosmo Prentice Moore. And James is James Prentice Moore. So that's the fourth Prentice. And Cade is Cade Arnold Moore. So uh, when we we had come up with the name Cade, and we were trying to figure out middle names for him and Cece, and uh, one of the Daves said, well, what about Arnold? And... I surprised neither Heidi and I thought of that. Great idea, Dave. Thank you. Uh, really cool to have Cade's middle name honor my dad. Um, yeah, Prentice Arnold Moore. They called him Big A because he was 6'3 and usually over 200 pounds. And uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful man. And uh, I miss him. And uh, got his ashes in the living room. Uh, I bought a urn for mom, but the ashes are in just this plastic bag. 
and they like I didn't want to pour it into the urn and I couldn't squish the bag enough to fit it in the hole of the urn so I sent that back to freaking Amazon and so it's in a semi nice like blue box it, that it came in uh and then with the plastic bag inside and that's sitting over in the dining room area near babyland um and that mom has never once like asked about it and i i kind of don't want to bring it up just cuz i don't want to like you know trigger anything and uh you know Heidi has been having strong reactions to her anniversaries of like the trauma from the pregnancy and stuff oh, on this date I went into the hospital and on this date blah 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 and I'm not having those kind of reactions with the anniversary I mean I'm I'm definitely thinking of dad but like a couple of months ago I'd be in the shower before going to bed and I'd like just get really bummed out uh, for you know just thinking about dad and uh, I'm not feeling anything remotely that strong and um like i said i i'm glad he didn't die alone in a rehab facility during covid and uh i'm glad he was surrounded by loved ones and i just wish he could have met the twins and that the twins could have met him I'm just trying to invite mom over lots because I don't want her to be alone right now, uh, you know, in that house. And uh, so that that's about it. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, I've been posting pictures the last few days of dad on the Instagram and the Facebook and all the social media and uh, yeah miss you pop and uh, James loves you and misses you and uh, I'm a lucky guy to have him as a dad so Thanks for listening, and uh, on the next episode, uh, Heidi has decided that it's time to get them down to three bottles instead of four bottles. So that means I've got to up it from one solid food feeding to three solid food feedings. How the hell am I going to fit that into the day? Uh, we'll find out. So that's what's on the next episode of Live Long Dad. Thanks again for joining us. Talk to you soon.